But I agree. You just have to start. Once you start, when we start, so I think that's one of the biggest tools we can uh, use in our lives or, or our hacks we can use is just start. Because one and, and start again if you need. Start again. Start every day. We get to start again. If we wake up, we get to start again. If we wake up the next day after 24 hours of living, that's a restart button. That's like a free pass. Be like, hey, start again. Whatever that start again means for you, going back to eating healthy, getting back to the gym, getting back to your online business, writing the book, whatever it might be, that's your opportunity to start again. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. I'd like to apologize for the late release of this episode. This has been kind of a crazy week for me. I was elected as a delegate from the floor for my local union for our contract negotiations, and that kind of came to a head this week, where we have been uh, involved all week long with trying to hash out new terms for the new contract for the next three years. So hopefully this next week will subside a little bit and I'll be able to devote a little bit more time to my passion project, which is this podcast. Also, some other things that are coming up in the next week, uh, August 1st through the 4th, I will be gone. So that's that Thursday. I may be, well, I'll try to release that episode before But if not, uh, I will probably do it when I get back into town that following week. So just bear with me through uh, the next couple of weeks while I get some of these things that are on my schedule finished and on to other things. This week is episode 11, and I am interviewing Amy Barsky, who is a self-love and empowerment coach from Southern California. And that was a good uh, good interview. You guys should enjoy this one. I enjoyed it. Amy has an infectious energy about her. She also has a live video stream through Facebook where she goes through her medication versus medi- meditation uh, series, which I catch every once in a while. When I see that she's gone live, I'll tune in. And if I want a dose of, of immediate attitude shift... She's definitely a place to go where you could get that. I don't have a whole lot other than that to deal with this week as far as the show goes and housekeeping. So with that, let's get to the show. And this week we have Amy Barsky here, and she is a life coach down in Los Angeles and also a few other things, but I'll let her give her description of what she does and and who she is. Amy, hi, how are you? Hi, Sean. Hi. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate this. And I love the title of your show. You know, it's really, we do have nowhere to go up, right? Just up is, is the best place to be looking. <laughs> you know, when we look backwards, we're not meant to go there. We're meant to go forward. Absolutely. So, uh, 
Thank you um, for everyone that's listening today. And like you said, my name is Amy Barsky, and I'm a self-love and empowerment coach. And I guide my clients through the journey of releasing past trauma and limiting beliefs in their life so that they can build up their self-confidence and self-worth. And I do this through subconscious reprogramming. So imagine like your, your cell phone is from, I don't know, the nineties or whatever, like the earliest cell phone you can think of. And you're still living in that time and day of that time and age. And yet we're living in 2019 coming into 2020, but you're still functioning from that old software, that old stuff. So now we can upgrade our minds. Science has proven this, that we can upgrade, up-level ourselves by reprogramming our brains through subconscious work. And it's really fascinating. And I've done it for my, I've, I've worked with coaches for myself. And that's one thing, like that was like the, the home stretch for me in the space of like really diving into my coaching business and developing this because it was a game changer. It really was to recognize that I could and have the power to upgrade my own mind through, you know, different modalities was like, yeah, you know, tap into that, man, because I'm ready. I was so tired of being in a place of destruction, of depression and, and severe anxiety and unhealthy relationships with people, with money, with my own mindset. So I was like, you know what, let's bring it on. And, and once I got like connected to that, I was committed and I was Jedi focused. And so for myself, it was a game changer and it really drew me in to go, wow, I think the world really needs this. How can I be of service to give that? That's amazing. And that sounds great. And uh, I, I can resonate with everything that you're saying, because myself too, I, I, you know, fell into that. And, and, you know, my life was going in a direction that I didn't want it to go. And it had been for years. And I was just stuck in a, in a continuous loop of, of negativity and uh, self deprecate deprecation I think that's the word and uh you know just mm-hmm. constantly um doing things that made me feel bad about myself so and and that was just another way for my mind to keep me stuck in the situation that it was in because do something to make me feel bad oh well might as well get high you know I'm a piece of shit anyways mm-hmm. you know what I mean you have that that yeah. track that you play in your head that that self-doubt that yeah. or or the justification you know the justification track that justifies your bad behavior based on on how you feel or at least how i felt and so yeah Yeah. i mean mindset is is 100 percent. i think the beginning to all of this because if you don't have the right mindset you're not gonna you're not gonna win you know one of the the most confusing things that i ever heard and it didn't make sense until it made sense was uh you have to surrender to win and it was just, and, and, and as a team sports guy, that was just so foreign to me. I'm like, surrender to win. What? What do you mean? That doesn't make sense. And until I, until I experienced it myself, when I stopped fighting myself, my way's not working. Let's figure it out. You know, once, once I got there, then everything started changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, no, I completely understand. And like you said, it is about the mindset and, The fact that we have the technology today, we have the understanding, we have the resources, we have pretty much everything and anything we could possibly want on the internet, that there really is, in my mind, no excuse except our own excuses. And our excuses are tiring. Our excuses are annoying. Our excuses are useless. But yet we can so simply live there because we don't 
we, we're on the hamster wheel. We don't know how to get off the hamster wheel. And when, remember, thinking about the definition of an insanity, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So how do you get off that hamster wheel? You have to build new habits. Well, how do you build new habits? You have to retrain your brain. How do you retrain your brain? You got to go back into the subconscious mind and fix, we call them commands. Like my command is I'm not worthy. My command is relationships are hard. My command is, um, uh, you know, I have to work so hard for my money. Uh, My command is my life sucks. I'm not good enough. So when we change our commands to I am worthy, love is everywhere around me, I do deserve prosperity, and we, retain, we, we switch all those thought processes, and we get into the subconscious mind so deeply so that you literally reprogram, you make everything neutral, like the emotions that you tie around things, because think about what emotions are. Emotions are just energy, energy emotion. Like every emotion is temporary, whether you're happy or sad or glad or whatever that might be, or depressed, it's all temporary. It moves through like a... Like a well, ideally like a, like an ocean, just waves coming in and out, smoother versus tidal waves. When tidal waves and tsunamis come in, that's when we're in a place of like severe depression or severe anxiety and things like that. So how do we find the balance? How do we find, you know, a nice calm ocean where they do come in and out and we know how to keep the balance of life? Yeah. And I think, uh, in my opinion, it is that subconscious reprogramming that allows this to really um come to a place of neutrality we want to take those old commands those old triggers and neutralize the emotion behind them so when it does come up you're like oh cool yeah i hear that my ego right now is saying i'm such a you know a a dumb person that was such a dumb choice of me to to do whatever the heck you did and you can say okay i hear you but it doesn't mean i have to go back into that loop i can cut the loop right there and say okay and now i'm making a better choice for myself now my thought is no judgment, compassion moving forward. Okay. Yeah, I, I can see that. And I, I, I see that in, uh, in some of the things that I've done as well. So like with anger issues, I mean, it, it, it takes a split second for you to get angry, but it also takes a split second for you to diffuse it. And so mm-hmm. here's, a, here's a perfect example. So I used to have a fast truck. And I, sometimes I would, uh, you know, somebody would cut me off or, or whatever. And then immediately I'd fly into road rage. And since my, or not rage, but I mean, I would just get pissed. I would hit the, hit the gas and that truck just went and I'm on their ass immediately. Right. There was an incident that happened in LA over in Santa Clarita. And like, I just didn't even realize that there was even anybody else in the car. I had just boom, tunnel visioned. In your car, in my truck, yeah, and I had passengers. Well, one passenger in in you know my girlfriend at the time in in the car or truck. Immediately, I just went into you know, and I just took off, and I couldn't even see her. And you know, until she started screaming, like stop. And and uh, it was after that I'm like, you know, I got to do something about this because this isn't cool. Plus, at the you know. Around that time, I think was when a lot of people there was a lot of shootings. You know, people getting out of their cars, road rage incidents, and people getting shot, stabbed, fights. You know, all that. And I'm like, yeah, you know, I probably don't want to fight anybody, so maybe I should stop doing that. But what I did is I got a diesel, and so that split second that it because a diesel is really hard to get on the gas and go anywhere. You know, it's not <laughs> it, it's it's not immediate. You know, it's fast on the top end, but not on the off the gate. And so it, right. it was that split second that it takes and it's gone. 
Wow. So yeah, it's 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 I, I hacking yeah, your brain. I totally relate to that. I was, you know, and just because I do what I do for a living doesn't mean I don't have my moments. You know, I am human, even though I'm a coach and I help people through their own situations. You know, I have to check myself. Sometimes that anger will rear its head, you know, and today, cause I have definitely have, I can be impatient. And, um, I was just, I wasn't feeling well and I just wanted to get home and traffic was terrible. Cause I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> it just comes with the territory and the stinking freaking trash truck just decides to plop his ass in the middle of the road. Like he could have <laughs> pulled over and did his little thing with the cans, but no, he decided to stay in the middle. And I was like, fuming. I could feel like the devil's ears starting to creep out of my skull. And I was like, what the f-? And I'm like, hold on a second. Like I look like the biggest fool. You have to think about it too. Like how silly I must look like having this rage in my car. And they're just looking at me like, what crazy lady, you know? What I mean? yeah. So I was like, hold on a second, Amy. It's not that big of a deal. Like nothing no one like no one's dying here it's okay but I had a moment where I was like what you know and I'm like and then I was like wow how entitled am I right now yeah right (laughs) you and your white privilege lady (laughs) it was funny I was like all right all right I know you're not in the best mood right now but it doesn't mean you got to take it out other people and that's another thing too you know I think as humans we we tend to beat up our our closest people you know, not intentionally, but they get all our shit. They're like, you're like, Bleh! you know, you vomit all your crap on them. And, and that's not necessarily, you know, it's not the healthiest way to deal with something unless you say to your friend or partner, or whatever, Hey, will you be a soundboard for me? I need to like hear, I need to just get the stuff off my mind or my chest. And, and then they, you can invite them in, but just to dump everything on is definitely not fair. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. I, I, my ex was like that. She would just, she would hold everything in and, and all, you know, and you're right. It's, it's the closest people to you because that's, you know, who you're around all the time, you know, who else is going to get yeah. it? So yeah, you know, people, people are messy. Yes, they are. You we know, are. It's just, the, yeah, it's just a matter of, of trying to find the one you want to be messy with or, or yeah. you know, cause we're all crazy in our own way, you know, <laughs> You got you, women. They're they're very different from men. And I was I did a uh, interview on um, a relationship one yesterday. I believe she was explaining explaining the oxytocin deal that women have that that make you want to cuddle and what is it the cuddle drug or something for women after after an orgasm or sex you know whenever that happens and men don't get that so we're just like kind of you, you know they don't no I know that I thought they did. No, I don't. I don't think we do. We, I mean, because I don't. Know, we're not. I don't know. I. It, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. But I'm no expert on anything other than myself, and I always put that disclaimer out there. Um, right. You know, I regurgitate shit that I hear from other places, and hopefully, they're credible. Right. Right. That's amazing. Yeah. We're definitely unique individuals. Um, even you know, as much as men are very different from women we as humans are very different from each other. You know, we have, uh, think about this. Okay. So from the time you're born to about seven years old, that's when you learn your programming. So you learn how to communicate. You under, you have your understanding of what relationships look like. You have uh, a handle on like what money looks like in your life. You have a handle on what emotions look like. Now I say with a handle doesn't mean a positive negative. It's just, it is like, that's you, you're programmed by your circumstance, your situation, your environment, by the time you're age about seven or eight. So that's where you learn everything. So imagine in your cut to your adulthood, 
and I don't know, you have a, a fight with your person you're, and you haven't dealt with, and it, maybe in your childhood, it was unhealthy. Maybe your family yelled all the time, you're yellers. So now in your adulthood, you're yelling at your partner and nothing's getting anywhere. Nothing's getting resolved. You're just yelling at each other over and over again. And again, you're back on that hamster wheel because your mind as an adult goes directly back to the first time that this communication was starting to, to weave its way into your mind space. And so now you're communicating as if you were, I don't know, five or six versus in your, where, however you are in your adult life, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever. And so if you haven't handled that, you haven't gotten a handle on that and, and understanding this is what you learned then. And that's probably not serving you in your life now, then you're going to go back. You're going to retreat right back to that, that little child, that inner girl or boy. And that's how you're going to communicate until you decide differently. Yeah. I, I just actually went through that. And it's funny that you brought that up. Um, my, I have a two year old uh, daughter and my ex and I used to fight quite a bit and, you know, verbal stuff, you know, and, and I just, I grew up that same way. And, you know, we, we repeat what we see, especially kids. I mean, you see what they do, you know, mimics everything that, that I do, or, you know, her mom does or what she sees on TV or hears, you know, she'll just be chirping off stuff. And, uh, yeah, so I was just look, man. I gotta, I gotta figure out a way to break this cycle because I don't want her growing up thinking that this is an, a good example of what a relationship should be like because it's not. Right. You know, so. and that's amazing that you recognize and realize that, not just for yourself but for her sake. You know, because you only know what you know until you know something else. And I love that saying because I had to go to a space like in, in my childhood, it wasn't very healthy. There wasn't much emotional support. There was constant yelling. There was always stress about money. So for me in my adult life, in my relationships, I would yell to try and resolve problems. Like you can't hear, you're not hearing me. So if I loud in my voice, you'll hear me better. And then maybe think, you know, and it didn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And so I asked my mom in my own, um, self-development work where I was struggling with like, why do I function this way? Like, what the frick is wrong with me? Like who acts like this, you know? And I was really judgmental and harsh on myself. And I said, all right, let me go to my roots. Let me go to my mom and ask her. And she got really mad at first, to be honest. Like she was like defensive because she thought it was about her. It was, she felt it. I was blaming her. And so when I expressed to her, I said, Hey mom, you know what? I, I feel that you're getting angry and upset and defensive, but please understand I, I, I want to open this conversation up so that I can heal my own self and I can go through and live in a place of peace and not always fighting my, my internal battle between my head and my heart. And to understand that, I feel like I need to ask these questions so I can understand why I was raised the way I was raised, why you chose to do what you need, you did and trust that your answers are your truth and that I can go and say, okay, cool. I understand that makes sense. I can kind of uh, dissolve it within me and love her for exactly who she is. And that knowing that she did the best she could. And I had to trust that because one of her answers was, you know, well, I just, you know, I did what I knew, which is how her mother raised her. But my disagreement with her was, well, mom, if you knew that that wasn't the best way to be raised, like you knew you had a shitty childhood, why would you raise your kids the same way? She's like, well, I didn't know anything else. 
But even though she knew that wasn't healthy, she knew she, she didn't at that time didn't know anything else. Like maybe she didn't have the resources or like we do now. So I had to accept that as her answer, even though in my mind, I was like, well, that's, you know, at first I was judgmental about it. I said, okay, well, this is her truth. And she really honestly didn't know anything else or how to change it any, any way better. She did the best she could. And the fact that you recognize that, you know what, I don't want my kids to, or my child to be raised in that kind of environment. And I really wish her nothing but, you know, love and, 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 and everything that she could possibly ask for. And, you know, raising her in a healthy environment is so beautiful. Like, especially at age two, like what a, like just divine, you know, like perfect timing. Having a kid in itself was just, I wasn't prepared for, uh, and not in a bad way. I just wasn't prepared for what, uh, what I was getting into. And I, and I was fearful when, you know, I found out that she was pregnant and that's only because like, I have a, another daughter that's, uh, probably 19 now. Uh, yeah, 19. I gave up my rights back when I was, you know, doing drugs and partying and, and, and all that other stuff. And it wasn't, and I mean, I, I, I got the, the, I got served the papers. I knew when I was supposed to go to court, but I just chose not to because I made the decision, you know, Hey, she's probably going to be better off without me anyways. Look at my life. What do I have to offer? And it was just an excuse to get out of, you know what I mean? It's like, Oh, well, shit, I'm not going to pay child support. I'm good. You know what I mean? And it's, and it was just horrible. And so, I mean, I, that affected me quite a bit, even though I acted like it didn't, I stayed drunk for, for about six months afterwards. You know what I mean? Because it was, I had, I'd spent 18 months with her. So, I mean, something happened. I don't have the connection that I have with this one. And I think the reason is, is that I'm super hyper, uh, uh, vigilant about, I'm not going to make mistakes with this one. I'm going to do it perfect because I screwed up on, on the last one. Mm. So yeah, mm. I, I really, I, I'm, very self-analytical. I, I, you know, I got accused of being a narcissist, uh, once and I'm like, eh, I, I don't think so. I have empathy when I do, when I do bad, I feel bad. You know, I don't, if I hurt somebody, I, it's like, Oh man, why did I do that? Yeah. You know, it just doesn't feel good. And you know, a, a true narcissist wouldn't care. They don't care about anything. You know, they don't care if they hurt anybody. It doesn't matter. As long as their end game gets, gets, uh, uh, you know, they get what they need in the end. Yeah. Do you have a relationship with your older daughter now? No, I, when I got out of prison, I tried to reach out and I think I talked to her on uh, Instagram at one point, but I don't know. Her mom is kind of shady, you know what I mean? And so I don't, I didn't know if it was actually her or if it was my daughter. And then one of my grandparents passed away or both of them actually, and they left her like 25 grand or something. And, uh, so, but I never even met her then. They just sort of went around me or her mom went around me to other fan, whoever was the executor and, and like kept me out of it. So I don't know. It, you know, it kind of sucks, but at some point if she wants to know who I am and, and, and talk to me, she'll, you know, she knows how to get a hold of me. Good. As long as that's out there, that's, you know, you can't control anything, but your own words, actions, thoughts. So yeah. So in the perfect timing, it might come together, you know? Yeah. Well, when I, when this all took place, it was like, she was 16 and it's like, you know, you just, what? No, I don't want you worrying about 
this kind of stuff. Just be a kid. Worry about being a kid. And, you know, when you turn 18, 19, 20, whatever, if you, you know, some point down the road, if you want to, you know, contact me, then, then we can start there. Beautiful though. That's fantastic. So I was reading your, uh, about me section in your website and you've got pretty, pretty, uh, an extensive background in, in yoga, Pilates, um, acro yoga, yoga. And I saw a picture of you, um, doing the splits in, in the, uh, the rings. Yes. Yeah. That, that's pretty, uh, that's pretty good. Pretty impressive. Thank you. I was, as a child, I was a competitive gymnast for most of my life, for most of my childhood. My goal was the Olympics and I wanted to pursue that wholly. And the situation in my family didn't, um, it just didn't turn out that way. Um, I haven't, I had an older brother. He passed away in 2004, but at the time, like I'd mentioned earlier, we were four kids in the family, not a lot of support emotionally. We had everything we needed. You know, we had a roof over our head, food to eat, clothes to wear, you know, the basics, but there wasn't, you know, my brother, uh, he was very rebellious because he wanted attention and there wasn't much attention given to the kids. It was pretty much, um, sort of survival mode as a kid, take care of yourself. I think they call it now latchkey kid where you wear the key on your neck and you let yourself in and out of the house and you just take care of yourself. And that's just the way it was in my home. And a situation had happened where, um, you know, my brother liked to steal to get attention. He would steal different things, whether it was money out of the wallet or whatever it might be. So something was missing out of the house. And of course we all got together and, and, um, asked, you know, who did it, who did it, who did it? And no one took responsibility. And so we all got punished and one of our punishments. So everyone got something taken away. So my brother at that time, I think he played like baseball or something. So he got taken away from baseball. I couldn't do that anymore. My sister wasn't allowed to take guitar lessons anymore. And I was taken away from gymnastics. But I think, you know, gymnastics for me wasn't a hobby. Like I was competing like high competitive for years. So for that to just like be taken off the table, I I thought this is a joke. Like there's no way you would do this to me. And it was like a Friday when this happened and I would go to the gym every Monday. I would go every day of the week after school. Like instead of doing after school sports, I was the kid that you saw me in the gym for five hours training. And uh, so I assumed on Monday, you know, okay, great. It's the weekend. Fine. And then my ride, we would carpool with another friend, another gymnast. And I was like, okay, they'll pick me up. You know, I'm not going to stress out about this. And I sat in my living room and waited for like over an hour and no one came to got me and I, to get me. And I cried and I cried and I cried. And basically that was the end of my gymnastics career. And I was just, that's when I really started to hold grudge against my mom and really started to come into that place of anger. I was really angry. And so that was like the seed that planted that, that like resentment. Um, yeah. So anyway, long story short, uh, cut to high school, didn't really fit in. Um, just really isolated myself dealing with depression and just not belonging. No one liked me, you know, I mean, again, this is all in my own mindset <laughs> after high school, I, found a ballet company to study with. Cause I'd always, I saw ballet once in grammar school. We had like an assembly and a ballet company came to perform and I was like, wow, that's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. And it was so felt like make believe, you know, fairy tale esque. 
And I just, after high school, I had no plans for college. I was just that kid. I was waitressing and I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I wasn't very motivated. And then I turned to ballet and I started studying and uh, I was determined to be a professional ballerina at that time. And like, who starts ballet at 18? Amy does. <laughs> so I asked them, I said, you know, what do I need to do to, to become a member of the company? And they said, this, you know, here's our program, blah, blah, blah. So I did. And I studied my ass off. And because of my gymnastics and my flexibility, that helped me get into point shoes fairly quickly because generally you're building your feet and all that strength from a young age. And so by like year two, I was dancing with them and I stayed for about a year and a half. And then I went to college because I found other forms of dance like jazz and modern and tap. And I was like, what is that? And so it's like my whole world exploded because I grew up in a very small town in Southern New Jersey. And uh, so, yeah, it was just, you know, an interesting transition to then be a dancer and, and dancing with a ballet company and then dancing all over the world on a cruise line. We did Broadway shows for about a year. So my dance skills and just between that and gymnastics, acro yoga and yoga just became like the next phase of my life and health and wellness and fitness and Pilates. So I've always been a very active person. I've always um, been blessed with um, never having a huge weight issue, but I did have terrible relationship with food. Like I had emotional eating issues because my depression and anxiety would play into what I'm eating. And luckily I was never a shit ton overweight, but there were moments where I would flux, which wasn't healthy. And none of that's healthy for our bodies when we do yo-yo dieting and any of that stuff. So yeah, lo and behold, doing all of that kind of led into more health and wellness. Uh, then I started my spiritual practice, uh, meditating and my spiritual development work and my self-development work, which led into being a self-love and empowerment coach these days. So yeah, and I still teach yoga and I do lots of workshops and it's something I just, I absolutely, I think it's um, one of the essential things we need to be doing in life. And yoga is different for everyone. Uh, yoga can be so simple and it can be complex. It just, you know, the flexibility of the mind is more important than the flexibility of the body. They're both nice, but the mind space needs to be more flexible and strong so that the body can, you know, be healthy and strong yeah. in my mind. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm currently on the, uh, like, like I was, 265 270 and for me that's that's pretty big um i'm six one I'm, I'm built like a linebacker but i was just i saw a picture of myself uh i think it was 2016 or 2017 and i it was at a christmas party for my union and i was one of the elves that was giving away you know presents to the kids right and somebody caught a picture of me like bending over a little bit like at the waist and my gut was just in my face was it just it was a horrible picture and i'm like oh god that's terrible and so from that point i was like oh, i gotta i gotta change this i don't like the way that i look and so i did and i went on keto and that worked um for you know for the 35 pounds but it's hard to sustain that um everything is hard to sustain unless you make it a lifestyle that's what you know, the small things you can start with right now again bite-sized pieces instead of looking at the big picture going holy shit that's a big picture there's just no way what can i do today that can start me into a better lifestyle of eating so in 40 minutes you can already pick up a pattern <laughs> is it isn't that funny huh 
Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm just encouraging you, especially, I mean, it's not that, you, of course, your health is number one priority, but because you want to be around for your kid. You know, you want to be around. You don't want to be that guy who's, God forbid, you know, in the hospital because of his health issues, because you have the choice. You do have the choice. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty active outside of that. And, you know, like I said, this is all in my own head and probably excuses that I'm making to, you know, not have to do, you know what I mean? Not have to do that because it requires work. Yeah. It's hard work and time. And, uh, you know, I'm always, well, like you said, though, once you build the habit, it's not, it's just life. Once you get into the rhythm, it just becomes life. You get up in the morning, you make your egg omelet or whatever your, you know, your choice of whatever that looks like a balanced meal. You know, like yeah. I'll use my mom as an example, and maybe this will help put things into perspective for anyone out there who's listening that might be dealing with health issues or even a parent. Like, you know, I'm, I'm getting to a point where, you know, my parents are in their seventies now and they've never been healthy eaters and they didn't in their generation. I think also like in, I'll defend for a moment for them, you know, their generation didn't really have the knowledge of what healthy food looks like. They come from a small town. Like my dad didn't even know what avocados were were until like five years ago. He's like, what's an avocado? You know what I mean? And it's just, the knowledge wasn't there. Again, you only know what you know until you know something different. And now my mom has, so for most of her life, she lived off of ramen noodles, um, potato chips, French fries, or not French fries, potato chips, coffee, and cigarettes. So for most of her life, that was her intake. Mm. Um, so now she has congestive heart failure. Now she has um, different uh, blood clots in her legs, like things in her body that aren't functioning right. Now she can't walk. She's restricted to a wheelchair for this month, for the past two years, like all these things. And she's wanting her body to change like in a heartbeat because she's on these medicines or whatever that looks like. And I'm like, you did this for 70 years. We'll say, say most of your life. So 60 years of your life, whatever that you did this. And you want it to change in a matter of like six months. She's like, I don't understand why my blood clots aren't going away. And I said, mom, mm-hmm. this has been like a month, a two months, three months, you know, moving forward. I said, it's not going to resolve itself overnight. This is time built up. And now here are the results of how you treated your body. You know, it wasn't important to you to eat healthy. It wasn't important to you to exercise. It wasn't important to keep your mind um, from being less stressed. It wasn't, those things weren't important to you. And now you're freaking out because look at your state of health. And she still won't eat healthy. So, you know, preachers of habit, like you, you expressed. Um, but I believe we can change our habits and our, and our way of living, but we have to choose to, and we have to want to. There's a difference between, you know, it's like you take, like, you know, you can't take, you can't tell a drug deal, a druggie to stop using drugs. You can't take it. You can't tell someone to quit smoking cigarettes until they're ready to do so. Yep. All you Whether can do it's is- on, you know, the doctor saying you're going to die if you don't or whatever else comes up that you hit your, your, you know, crack ass bottom. Yeah. I mean, all you can do is just plant the seeds and, and just keep mm-hmm. dropping information and, you know, Hey, when you're ready, yeah. when you're ready, here we are, you know? Yeah. I've got a friend, I've got a friend that that's like that too. I don't know. I, I'm not sure if he's currently using now, but at one point that he was, and you know, we had, we'd been pretty close and we were a uh, part of a, a group that, you know, was, you know, criminals and you know, we were both, uh, you know, heavily addicted in, in, in our, in, in our deal. And, um, I, I stopped at some point and, 
and I think, you know, he did too, but then he went back to it and, you know, I tried to help him out a couple of times and, you know, it's just, you gotta, I don't know if whatever, I just, you know, I've done as much as I can. The rest is on you, you know, yeah. look, I've showed you that I'm a good friend. I'm sure I've showed you that I care about you and that I'm willing to help you out. Yeah. But I mean, there's only so far I can take you. You've got to, you've got to, you know, get on your own two feet yeah. and start running yourself. Yeah. What's that saying? You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Yep, exactly. I show you everything, but you ultimately, it's up to you. And that, that ultimately is willpower. The will to say, this is the life I want to live. And this is the life I no longer want to live. And then making that shift. Yeah. And, you know, and recognizing where you are and then, and understanding if that's where you want to be great. But if this is, if this is where you're at, but this is where you want to be and, and the, the pendulum or, or the, the space is big, you're trying to close the gap. So by closing that gap, you're just making these small steps to close the gap from where you are to actually where you want to be. Because even where you want to be, by the time you get halfway to where you want to be, that other where you want to be is going to be over here because you're going to want to keep improving as you go along because you'll start to see the results. You'll start to see less stress, less anxiety, um, feeling more energized. And this comes with not just eating healthy. This comes with sleep. This comes with self-care. This comes with meditation. This comes with just recognizing that you are such a divine human being that you matter in this world. Every single person on this planet, over 7 billion people exist here. And every single one of us matter. Every single one of us have worth and value and talents and gifts to give. And if we're not giving those gifts, if we're not... Um, expressing that in our greatest joy and we're depriving ourselves, we're depriving the rest of the world as well. We're depriving ourselves of the joy of that. We deserve the, 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 the pleasure of living life as, as, you know, as joyful and happily as possible. And I'm not saying life is always going to be peaches and cream, but even if you're in a job that is like a shitty job, but you have this other dream job. If you're going home from your crappy job and putting time into the dream job every day or an out, whatever it is that you feel you can actually commit to, then you're making progress. You're closing that gap. But if you're sitting in your shitty job, just dreaming about your dream job and never doing anything to get to the dream job, then you're never going to get there. You're going to stay in your shitty place and you're going to angry person or resentful or whatever that might look like for each individual. I experienced that myself. Um, as somebody who procrastinates or makes excuses and, or, you know, lets my mind talk me out of doing things because I I'm, I'm so far ahead of where I need to be and not in, in so far close to the moment. Um, it was with the podcast and it, it, you know, it was about a year, maybe a year and a half, no, not 14 months ago that I started thinking about this or maybe it was a year and a half. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. And I put everything together, got all my, my art, all my merchandise art. And like, I put this, I'm great at, I'm great at planning stuff. Like I can plan the shit out of something, but execution is not, is not my forte, you know? And I had everything going. All I need to do is just, you know, sign up with my podcast host and then start and go live. I already had three episodes, but I was telling myself, well, no, you have, you need to have a bank of five you know, you got to have at least five episodes, you know, and th then we'll start. And then I was starting to think to myself, I'm like, all right, well, what's going to happen when I get five? Is it going to be nine now? Is it going to be 12? What is it going to be? And this is dialogue I'm having with myself because I, like, I know myself very well. And I, I know the games that my head plays on, on me. 
and you know I am my biggest enemy. You know, nobody else in the world can ever hold me back as much as I hold my own self back. And, you know, the the little nasty voices in your head that, that, that tell you things that, you know, maybe you heard in the past or, or, or whatever it is. And so finally I was just like, you know what, just launch it. Cause when you launch it, it's you're, you have to be accountable now. I have to be accountable to put these things out. Like I say, I'm going to put them out because if not, then Everybody in the world who has an opportunity to see what I'm doing is going to see that I'm a fraud and that I can't fulfill any kind of thing that I'm trying to do. And so that's really, that was another hack. You know, it's just like, all right, just do it. And it's like, if anything, you just need to do it. Once you get into, once you get into the, into the loop of doing something and we, and I do this a lot too, or or used to, uh, in the trade that I'm in, in construction, you get into a room and you start looking at the project and what you have to do and you'll spend an hour just like, Oh God, what am I going to do? How am I going to do this? Instead of just, all right, take, take one point and just start. And as you're working and as you're going, things will start coming back to you and you'll start remembering, Oh yeah, I got to do this and do this. And before you know it, you're halfway done with the project. And so that's just, you know, we, we people myself very much included like to, look way far ahead instead of just, you know, taking it one little piece at a time. And I think it's just yeah. half of it's because I'm impatient. You know what I mean? And it's like, I'm trying to, the, the way that my mind worked from when I was a kid is I would always spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to get out of doing shit that I'm supposed to be doing, you know, what I mean? <laughs> instead of, you know, and if I would have put half as much effort into just doing it and doing it well, I probably would have, you know, spent half or a lot less time in places where I was. But I mean, we have to yeah, do what we have to do on that one for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Not alone, but I agree. You just have to start once you start when we start. So I think that's one of the biggest tools we can uh, use in our lives or, or our hacks we can use is just start because one and, and start again. If you need start again, start every day. We get to start again. If we wake up, we get to start again. If we wake up the next day after 24 hours of living, that's a restart button. That's like a free pass. Be like, hey, start again. Whatever that start again means for you, going back to eating healthy, getting back to the gym, getting back to your online business, writing the book, whatever it might be, that's your opportunity to start again. So if I can just say, you know, I'm going to start again without judgment and with excitement of like, cool, I get to not like, oh, I get to start again. Fuck, you know, it's like, no, I get to start again. This is my gift. Yeah, I and get- when we can look at it from that angle, then it's exciting and there's momentum. Because once momentum starts, get on the train, and that train is transitioning you into succeeding you to progress forward in bite-sized pieces. Yeah, and I'm experiencing that with this podcast as well because now I'm learning that oh, okay, you know, I can't. So I need to. Some things are are need to be streamlined a little bit better because they're inefficient the way that I'm doing it, and it's like you can't plan that. You just have to be in it to see what your, what you're doing and what your process is and how you can refine that down to a way that's going to be more efficient for your, your, your whole deal. But if you're not in it, you're not going to see it, you know, and you have to fail. One of my favorite, um, sorry, what were you saying? I said, failing is good. There's nothing (laughs) wrong. There's nothing wrong in failing, failing, you know, all of the, all the magic is in the struggle. That's where it is. It, there, it's we nowhere have to else. Fail. We have to fail to succeed because that failure gives you feedback to understand how to progress forward. 
And in those, those, you know, little, little victories that you have along the way, that's what helps you give you your, your self-esteem and your confidence yes. to keep going. You know, every single night I write down my wins for the day. What did I accomplish today? Instead of looking at my to-do list, that's, I don't know, maybe a thousand tasks long or whatever, exaggerating over here. But I look at my, often we look at our to-do list and we, we only see what we didn't get done. And then we're like, oh man, I didn't get that done today versus what are my wins today? So I write down actually what I did, what I felt like progressed me forward. And then I celebrate that. I'm like, cool. These are my wins today. This is what I did do. And everything else clearly wasn't a priority. And if there is something that absolutely is a priority, make sure it's done first. Get that and make it the top list. Get to the top of the list and do that first. You yeah. know, we don't celebrate our wins often enough. We we are so easily harsh on ourselves and just really, you know, we're defeating ourselves too much. And we need to, as humanity, it's interesting, you know, treat yourself like you treat your best friend or the most important person in your life that you just love and adore and cherish, your mom, your dog, whatever it might be. And just treat yourself, even half of that, give that to yourself and you'll see things shift. Like when I say that to my best friend, wow, you're so stupid. You didn't finish that. Oh my gosh. Like we, we wouldn't criticize your best friend, your, your partner, your parent, your child like that. So treat yourself like you would the most important person in your life. Yeah, that's great advice. So we're about yeah. at 57 minutes now. Goes by quick. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it definitely goes by quick. So I mean, the one thing that, that I, I kind of wanted to touch on, and it, it kind of goes into that, uh, those incremental win things, that's very important when you're beginning to do anything like uh, losing weight, you know, go, uh, sm stop smoking, um, stop doing drugs, stop drinking, whatever it is, whatever bad behavior that you're having that is not, uh, not serving you. Um, the, the best thing to do is what we were just talking about. And for me, like when I stopped doing drugs and I, you know, 2010 came around, somebody asked me if I wanted to play, uh, adult slow pitch softball. And I, I played baseball and stuff through high school and whatever, but like I've never played any adult sport things. And I was like, That's, yeah, okay, well, I don't have anything else better to do. And I live right across, across the street from the park damn near. So I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. And so I went and I played. And lo and behold, I got on a team. Then I had to start being accountable, showing up every day, to, you know, every game. And, you know, from there I, I decided, I'm like, you know, I don't like the way this league is running, so I'm going to, run i'm gonna do my own league and my and and i did and so there's a win there's something that's okay maybe i'm not stupid you know maybe i'm not you know maybe i am not without skills and so from that point on i i decided i wanted to become a tournament director and started running tournaments myself and using the money to sponsor teams and take them to you know play in tournaments other places and so, Amazing. yeah. And then from that point on, it just, it, there was just other ones, you know, so I, I would accomplish that and then, like, okay, well, what's next? And I would, you know, take on another uh, thing and I would do that, you know, and, you know, 10 years later, was that 2010? So nine years later, um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, six figures now, which I never thought I would be as an ex-felon and a, and a, an ex-convict, you know, um, being able to have a job that pays me that well. 
Um, also, you know, I'm, I'm heavily involved in my local union. So, I mean, I'm on the executive board, I'm a trustee there and I'm probably beginning running for business agent here at the end of the year. Um, you know, to a podcaster, I mean, I never, you know, thought in a million years I'd want to do this, but you know, Joe Rogan was a huge, huge inspiration for me. I mean, that was one of the first things I listened to and I, I just, I mean, I was always a fan of him from fear factor, but it was a lot different when I started listening to him in my ear because it's a more intimate thing. And yeah. yeah and it, so it's like, I, like, I really knew him, like he was talking to me and that's how powerful podcasts are. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's crazy that we're going from, you know, we've made a complete loop all the way back around to our parents' generation, which was radio, audio, yeah. and it's coming back again. There's something about audio that, that just yeah. has a different effect um, on people than, than video and audio together. Yeah. And I really hope your audience is, is so, you know, obsessed with your beautiful podcast because like look at the story you just shared even though you're having guests on like myself who can give you you know maybe talk about different hacks or different ways to you know find balance in life and whatever that looks like like your story alone did you just see what a beautiful way you you painted the picture of where you were and where you knew you wanted to go and how you closed that gap slowly but surely you made these steps you made these these evolutions because we're evolving as humans and we're never going to stop evolving. We're supposed to, that's in your DNA. It's just who we are. And we never know how we're going to evolve. We don't have the answers and being okay with not knowing the, the how we're going to do it, but know the why I'm doing this because, and lots of times we do things because we're passionate about it. Lots of times we do things because you want to provide for your family. Lots of times we do something because it lights you up. It doesn't have to ultimately become a job, but moving into a space that where you're constantly bringing joy into your life, bringing excitement into your life. And I think more importantly, bringing curiosity because curious people are going to evolve into uh, probably uh, more expansive and, and, and um, higher vibration, I'll say in the mindset because we're open to what is next. What's that? What, you know, what, if you think about a kid, all kids are generally very curious. Like you watch them in the park or you watch them in the woods, you watch them at the beach. They're very curious as to like how things function, what, what works, how does it work? Like they're sponges, they're absorbing it. And as adults, all of a sudden we're like, okay, here's my programming. This is how I do it. This is what it should look like. I go to school, I go to college, I get a job, I start a family, I buy a house, I take vacation. We become very robotic. And if we keep that curiosity, that inner child, active that's when i feel like you know we find that inner fire and that inner joy and that keeps us youthful as well you know so your story is so beautiful and i really i i hope that the audience uh that you have just really sees that as well as your your you know your guests that you have on just to see your beautiful thread of like where you were and where you're at now is incredible thank you needs to be heard thank you i hope you write your you are going to write your book there we go it's happening. Yeah, yeah, I will. And uh, it's just, you know, one of those things. It's, I don't know. And I think I think doing things the way that I am with the podcast first and then building an audience. And then that way I'll, I'll have something to immediately, you know what I mean, to, to put into. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's all pure perfection. Everything we do is already perfect. We just have to accept it as that. And that's our struggle. 
We all, it's not perfect enough. It is. It so is. Yeah. I, I, I personally like for podcasts myself, when I listen to them, I prefer them not to be edited. I want to hear what's going on in your house. I want to hear, you know what I mean? The siren in the background, you know what I mean? That lets me know that this is real. You know what I mean? Yeah. These are real people that are living in real places. You know, it's not, it's not perfect and it's not cut up and edited and, and, and spot on, you know, like right. I said, we're, we're messy, you know? Yeah. Why try to hide it? Yeah. You know, we're human. All right. Well, do you want to give, uh, give any of your uh, stuff a plug, your social media where people can contact oh, absolutely. you? Uh, thank you all for listening first off. And I hope you enjoyed this conversation and, and got some information out of it that might help you come to a happier, joyful place in your life. And uh, like, again, uh, my name is Amy Barsky and you can find me on social media with my name, just Googling that in there or playing that into the search engines and it'll come up. And I also wanted to offer something. I have a couple of freebies. The first freebie I want to offer is a seven day starter kit. So if you're feeling like you have some anxiety or depression or overwhelm or stress in your life, this is a free uh, PDF that you can print out or just use it online and you just plug your email into my website and you'll receive it. And it's really a great tool to get started. Again, like we were just talking about, all we have to do is start. And it gives you information of how to create a day, a week that is on a, on a, a more open-minded plan. And it's, there's fun tools in there. There's a, an actual printout that you can actually follow your week to see the progress that you've made. And hopefully when you celebrate all those wins at the end, you're like, holy crap, I want to keep doing this. So that's a free offering. It's called a, a shift. Uh, it's a starter kit and you'll see it right on my front website page. And if you are wanting to do a deeper dive, I feel like Almost all of us in this world have anxiety at some degree. We have stress. We have overwhelm. And the science has proven, like our neuroscientists have proven, a thousand studies have been done that meditation is the number one way to upgrade your mind. So if you're looking to up-level, upgrade your mind, meditation is the key, in my opinion. And it's really easy to do. Like, I think we get overwhelmed, like meditate, sit still, what? No way. I can't do that. And that's why I, I developed this um, really short course that's actually live. So we'll do it together, just like, you know, we'll be on video chat together with you and whoever joins. And it's a simple way of communicating with others, grounding you into your meditation to understand your stillness and the breath work that helps you with anxiety. It'll be focused on anxiety, depression, overwhelm, and stress. It'll also focus on self-confidence and self-esteem. So that and it's so affordable, guys. It's 27 bucks. I mean, come on. It's like a steal for a live meditation class for four times. We'll meet up. And then you get that at the end, which is really cool because then you have it for life. So you can always go back and practice if you forget. And, uh, yeah, so that's also, um, available. So you can just find that on my Instagram link in the bio or just DM me. Like, seriously, like just, I would love to hear from any of you guys and say, Oh my gosh, I heard you on Sean's podcast. How are you? My name is so-and-so like introduce yourself guys. Cause again, like, I love it. We're human. We're all human and we all want to connect. So I'd love to hear from you all. That's awesome, man. I appreciate that. And thanks for uh, hooking my listeners up. Or anybody who's listening up, um, yeah, you are uh, an inspiration. I really, really enjoy your energy, and you are a beautiful spirit. Thank you so much. You're I feel welcome. The same way, brother. So hang out for a second. I'm going to sign Perfect. this off, and then I'm going to chat with you for uh, a little bit after. 
you for listening to the show. And thanks to Amy for being a guest. I appreciate it. And also, thank you for hooking up the listeners uh, to some of your introductory packages or offerings uh, that you're doing out there. Also, follow Amy on Instagram and uh, Facebook if you can. She's always doing live uh, stuff through those platforms. I see it pop up all the time when I'm look when I look at my phone or I look back on my phone. You know, Amy Barsky live video. Uh, she's always uh, doing live content almost every day. So, and if you're definitely needing a uh, a boost of good energy, she's the place to be for that. Uh, if you get anything out of this show, please subscribe, rate, and review. Also, if you think anybody would benefit from hearing this podcast or hearing any of the episodes that I've put out, please send them over. I'd love to have them as a listener. Also, if you want to get a hold of, if you have show suggestions, guest suggestions, or anything that you'd like to say to me, you can email me at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. And honestly, instead of rattling off all of my places where you can get a hold of me, I'm just going to give you one. I'm going to give you my Instagram. And on my Instagram page, at the bottom of my bio, you'll see a link tree link. And honestly, if you want to get a hold of me, if you hit that link, that'll take you to anywhere that I'm at. And you can get a hold of me you know, from podcasts on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, to my podcast page. Anywhere that I'm at will be on that link tree. So the best way to go about this is hit me up on Instagram and follow my link tree. So my Instagram handle is at nowhere to go but up now. And that's the best place that you can find me and anything that I'm doing. Also, I have an update to episode five, which was the voiceover episode. And as you know, that I had a couple of, uh, I had 17 auditions I did in one day and I'd gotten landed two parts that had nothing to do with those 17 auditions. But yesterday, which was the 21st of July, I was sitting, I was laying in bed and reading my emails and all of a sudden I see that I've got, uh, three different parts that I've uh, landed for one, one thing. So three of the voices that I did got landed on a part for one of the, uh, audio comics that I, I auditioned for. So that's pretty cool. Aside from the fact that I've, I'm already super busy. So now I'm going to have to find a way to fit this stuff in as well. Uh, what's really funny is that I I did this on a whim and I was like not expecting to get anything from it. I was just kind of messing around and you know, here we are. So I've just added more, more to my already full plate, which, uh, I'm not too happy about, but I guess I'll just have to do it. And next week we'll be talking to Kelsey Bratcher and he'll be discussing his failed marriage and how his home burned down. And that was the bottom that he had in his life. Also, he's currently on the road, full-time RVing and working from his RV, which is kind of cool. I wish I had something that I could do where I could just travel around with mine. Anyways, until next week, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. (laughs) 